Welcome to the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. We're so glad to have you join us today. Pastor Caleb is a graduate of the World Harvest Bible College, as well as Ohio Christian University. And his desire is to share the love of God with a lost and dying world. Prepare to be challenged and encouraged today through the study of God's Word. Now let's listen in to today's episode with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Caleb Schaefer, and I'm here with this podcast today. We've been going through the different feasts in the fall feast season, the season of tabernacles, and we're just coming up on the feast of tabernacles itself. The season of tabernacles includes three feasts. It includes the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and then the Feast of Tabernacles. And each feast has a different meaning. Each feast has a different fulfillment. And each feast has different celebrations. And the first two feasts in this season, the Feast of Trumpets and the Day of Atonement, were times for mourning. They were times for weeping. They were times for repentance of sin. They were times for um, people to take an introspection of their lives and say, where do I stand as it pertains to my relationship with God? Where do I stand and how um, how do I need to correct the path that I'm on? How do I need to get back to God during this portion of the year? And it was the Jewish New Year for the civilians. It was the Jewish New Year um, for everybody who lived in Israel. So as we go into the fall every year, they are celebrating a new year. They don't just celebrate the new year on January 1st on our calendar, but they celebrate the new year when God said that it would be the new year. And incidentally, they believe that this time of the year was the time of the year that the earth was created. Um, they believe that this time of the year is the time of the year that um, the the last great judgment will take place. So this uh, two or three week span of time in the fall of the year is a very important time of the year. In fact, the Day of Atonement was the holiest day of the year, and we discussed that in last week's podcast. Um, so after you go through Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, and you get to Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, then you go to Sukkot, and Sukkot is a time when God called his people to do something completely different than they had been doing the entire time during this season of tabernacles. Um, they went, instead of mourning, instead of weeping and repenting, the Feast of Tabernacles became a time of rejoicing. And that's one of the things that I absolutely love about tabernacles is that God always proves to us, God always proves to us that after our weeping and after our repenting, there comes a time of rejoicing because God hears our prayer. God hears our prayer. God, God willingly gives us forgiveness. God willingly gives us everything that we ask of him according to his word. God willingly gives it to us. God willingly pours out his grace on us when we repent. And so when we go through this time of the year, I always take a personal introspection. I always look myself in the mirror, spiritually speaking, um, and I look at myself and I say, is there anything in my life that is taking the place of God? Is there anything that I've set up as an idol? Is there anything that I've put in God's position in my life? Is there anything that 
I have that's between me and God that, that is sin coming in between us, driving a wedge? Is there anything that I need to get rid of in my life? And I always ask God to reveal it to me. I do. I always ask God to reveal it to me. And um, at the time of releasing this podcast, um, it's going to be the Day of Atonement. It's the Day of Atonement Monday, uh, September the, the 28th. And as you're listening to this podcast on Monday or through the week, um, at sundown Monday, we'll be entering into tabernacles. Um, the word Sukkot literally translates into booths literally translates into booths. And I'm going to tell you just a little bit more about that uh, very soon in this podcast. But it's so important to know the season that we're in. It's so important to know the time that we're in. And um, God's feast seasons are basically a GPS for us to let us know where we're at in the year, to let us know what God's doing. And uh, God said specifically in Genesis 1:14 that he would set lights in the heavens to let us know what season we're in. Now we've seen a lot of activity, I'm going to say, in the heavens. We've seen a lot of activity in the sky with the stars, the sun, the moon in recent years. And um just a couple of years ago there were eclipses on all of the Jewish high holy feast days. This year, July 4th, there was an eclipse on Independence Day in the United States of America. And God sets all these things up. God knows when these dates are, and he knew when the dates would be at the very beginning of time. Everything we see in the sky is mathematically oriented. Everything that we see is mathematically predicted in the sky. You can take a look at the stars right now and you can go back many, many, many thousands of years to see where the stars would be at a certain point in time. But also you can go forward if you have the right programs. You can They use algorithms and they use mathematical equations to predict where things will be. That's how your calendar can show you when the full moon is going to be in five years from now. That's how your calendar can show you how what the full moon or what the half moon or what the new moon is going to look like years down the road because it's all mathematically predicted. So God does things very specifically and in order for this all to take place, he would have had to have set all of this up at the foundation of time, at the beginning of the earth, at creation. He would have set everything up in a mathematical order. So he knew that 2020, July 4th, there was going to be an eclipse on Independence Day in the United States of America. He knew that he was going to send uh, lunar eclipses on the high Jewish feast days. He knew what was going to take place long before we ever got there. God is not surprised He told us that he was going to set these things in the sky as signs to us, and they would let us know the seasons that we're in. So when you uh, see all these things happening in the sky, when you see all these things taking place, know that God is working and God is showing us something. Nothing is happening by happenstance. Nothing is happening uh, just on a whim by God. Everything is calculated. Everything is planned out by God, and he set it into motion.
Now, Leviticus 23, verses 1 through 2 says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and say to them, Concerning the feasts of the Lord, you shall proclaim to be holy convocations. These are my appointed feasts. My appointed feasts. And so when we come to the fall feast of tabernacles, God said that he had this feast planned out and he had certain things that he wanted his people to do during this feast. Now, we know that this feast has yet to be memorialized or commemorated by God under the new covenant. The other, the spring feasts have been commemorated, memorialized by God under the new covenant. The feast of Passover was when Jesus was crucified. The feast of unleavened bread was when Jesus was buried. And the feast of first fruits was when Jesus rose from the dead. Fast forward to Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fell on Pentecost. So the fall feasts, and I know that many of you, this is a review because you've been listening or you've heard me speak in church. The fall feasts have yet to be commemorated or memorialized in the new covenant. Now, the Feast of Trumpets, many people believe, is going to be the return of Jesus Christ, the rapture of the church, um, to, to take his people out of here. And that comes from the trumpet that we hear at the rapture. We read about at the rapture. And then the Day of Atonement is going to be the Day of Judgment. It's going to be the Day of Judgment. And then Tabernacles is going to be when the Revelation 21 prophecy is fulfilled. And John looked up and he said he saw a new heaven and a new earth coming down out of heaven from God. And he said that the old earth had passed away. He said, I heard a voice saying the tabernacle of God is now with man. The tabernacle of God is now with man. And this is the feast of tabernacles. So you see where God could possibly fulfill that with that Revelation 21 prophecy. and uh, But for people who observe these feasts, um, tabernacles should be a time of rejoicing. Tabernacles should be a time of rejoicing. And um, you don't have to... You don't have to go crazy and throw parties or anything, but rejoice that your sins are forgiven. Rejoice that your past is over. Rejoice that you have a brighter future than you could have ever imagined. Rejoice in all of that because God has better things for you in your future than you could ever imagine. Your past is not going to determine where you are when you are with Christ. Your past will not determine your future but he determines your future. And so you can rejoice. You can be excited. And that was one of the commands during past, during tabernacles. Sorry. One of the commands during tabernacles was that people would rejoice. And I'm going to give you the other commands that they had to abide by during tabernacles. The tabernacles commands were very specific. They were very intricate and, um, these commands were important for them to fulfill. So the first command that they had was to rejoice. So the time of somberness, the time of repentance was over. And the tabernacles actually is very similar to our Thanksgiving celebrations in the United States. It was a time when they could just be happy and be together and they would all joined together. It was a time when the Hebrew people think about all that God has done for him, for them and celebrate his goodness towards them. That sounds like a whole lot like our Thanksgiving 
celebrations here in the United States. Incidentally, there are people who will say that the very first Thanksgiving uh, was actually celebrated during this time of the year as a an observance, basically, of the tabernacle season. So that's an interesting thought that um, the Thanksgiving that we all celebrate began as a tabernacle celebration. Um, you had your time of weeping for your sins in the first portion of this season, and you had your time of sacrifice, but tabernacles is party time. You celebrated with the reading of scripture. It became known as the season of joy, and it was excitement at the ingathering of the fruit. It was excitement at the harvest time of the year that God had provided for his people. And if you know anything about uh, our area this time of the year, especially, it's harvest time. The the pumpkins are on and, and the gardens have kind of wrapped up and everybody has preserved their food, done whatever they needed to do to keep their food through the winter. And um, so this time of the year is a celebration time for God providing, God forgiving, and uh, God moving in our lives. It's excitement at the blessings of God. And people were commanded to bring an offering during this time of the year as a thank you to God. You were to bring an offering out of the abundance that God had given you. So God has given us all abundance. God has poured into our lives tremendously and blessed us. And um, I think that it's very appropriate. I myself prepare a special offering during this time of the year to give to God because of his goodness towards me and his mercy and his grace. And so it's important to do that. Um, so the three commands that were given to the people of God for this season of the year, the first one was rejoice before the Lord, rejoice before the Lord. You were to rejoice. You were to celebrate. You were to thank him. You were to praise him for all that he's done for his goodness, for his mercy and his grace. And, um, this is the time of the year. If there's, I mean, if there's ever a time of the year that we should rejoice, knowing that our atonement sacrifice has been made, knowing that we don't have to sacrifice anything else because it was a chore. It was a task to try to find a perfect animal to sacrifice and to take it and sacrifice it in the temple and it was a chore to try to fulfill the law, and there was no way that anyone could completely fulfill the law. There was no way that anyone could completely uh, fulfill everything that they had to do and still not sin and not mess up. And it was a really hard task, but Jesus came and fulfilled everything for us. He became our atonement. And um, so this was the time of the year to rejoice. So number one, rejoice before the Lord. Number two, they were commanded to gather the four species. And this was found in Leviticus 23. And uh, Leviticus 23 tells them that they're to gather the four species. You shall take on the first day of the boughs of goodly trees, branches of palm trees, and the boughs of thick trees, and willows of the brook, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. And they would gather these tree branches and fruits and tie them together and shake them all around themselves. So they would gather branches from four trees and shake them around themselves as a symbol that God's presence was with them. So each one of these 
branches and fruit symbolized a part of the human body and they symbolized um, something that they had to have God's power and protection over. They symbolized something that God had to intervene on for their lives. And um, it definitely, definitely applies today. The uh, date palm branch that they gathered, it symbolized the human spine. It symbolized them standing with their back straight. It symbolized them walking together in unity, God bringing everyone in the Jewish community together, the Hebrew people together. Um, The willow symbolized the mouth. The willow symbolized the mouth and them speaking and saying good things about God, speaking and saying the praises of God. Um, the, The myrtle symbolized the eyes and it symbolized them looking at at good things it symbolized them seeing the goodness of god with their eyes uh incidentally another name for the myrtle is hadassah and hadassah is the name for esther so they are this goes way back and um if you read the story of esther you'll see that the Bible tells us that she had been born for such a time as this. And as we celebrate tabernacles, as we celebrate the seasons of God, you have been born for such a time as this. You have been born with a purpose. You have been born with a goal. God has a plan for your life and he uh, will confirm that during this time of the year. He'll confirm his plan for your life in this season. And just know that you are not an accident. You are not uh, a mistake. You were here on purpose for this season, for this time. And God has something for you to do during this time. And so the, the myrtle symbolized the eyes, but it also symbolizes that we are here on purpose. You're here on purpose. God placed you here for such a time as this. And then the citrus fruit symbolized the heart. So they they joined together the spine. They joined together the mouth. They joined together the eyes. They joined together the heart because all of these work together in the body. And they bound them together and then they would shake these things all around them. They would shake this this four species all bound together. They would tie it together and make it one piece and call it the lulav and the lulav they would shake all around themselves above their head beside them all around in front behind underneath they would shake this symbolizing that the presence of god was all around them they would claim the presence of god all around their lives all around their families lives all around their homes symbolizing that God was with them. And today I want to tell you that God is with you. God's presence is with you wherever you go, whatever you're doing, God's presence goes with you. And you don't have to be in a church service to experience the presence of God. He is with you right where you're at right now. Listen to this podcast later on today, tonight. He's with you wherever you're at all the time. All you have to do is call on his name. All you have to do is call on his name. He's right there with you. And so they were to gather these four species. They were to rejoice in the Lord. And the third command, this is interesting, is that they were to build themselves a booth. Build themselves a booth. Build themselves a type of tabernacle. And this was to remind them that they 
lived in the tabernacles. They lived in tents in the wilderness for 40 years. They lived in tents in the wilderness for 40 years before they ever got into the promised land. And God took care of them in that time. God provided for them food every single day. God provided for them clean water to drink. God provided for them everything they had need of every single day. And he took care of them the whole way through. The Bible even lets us know that their shoes didn't wear out on their feet and that their clothes didn't wear out on their backs. The Bible lets us know that God took such good care of them that their possessions did not wear out. And they had provision every single day, every single day. So this was a reminder when they built these booths in normally in their yard and they still do it today. They decorate them. It's sort of like a little, uh, it's a temporary shelter basically just made out of poles and out of fabric or tarps that they go and they, they were to live in these booths for a week. They were to live in these temporary shelters for a week. Now, if you say, why would someone move out of their house and basically into their yard because they build them in their yards why would someone go and live in their yard for a week in a tent, basically? Well, God commanded them to do it for one, but God was letting them know that he wanted to visit them in an extra special way during this time of the year. God was letting them know it was number one, a reminder of the time that they were in the wilderness, but number two, it was a time when they were in God's presence in an extra special way. God said, I want to come visit you in an extra special way. And sometimes we get so caught up in our routines and we get so caught up in our everyday life that we are so entrenched. We're so, uh, it's so much in a rut in our daily lives that we don't leave any room for God to move. And sometimes we have to do something a little bit different in order for our eyes and ears and our senses to be open to what God's doing. If you're in a routine, a lot of the time you miss things because you're, you go on autopilot. That's why sometimes it's good to go away to a conference. That's why sometimes it's good to go away to a special service somewhere because you're not in the routine that you're normally in and something is different and your eyes and your ears and your heart are attuned to different things. You're taking everything in when you're in something slightly different in slightly different environment. And so that's what God was doing. He said, come out of your houses, live in these tents, eat in the tents, sleep in the tents and be outside in the tents. And I'm going to visit you in an extra special way. I'm showing up at your property. I'm showing up at your, your tent, your house. And today I believe that God confirms that, that he wants to show up right where we're at. He wants to show up in our families. He wants to show up in our homes. He wants to show up where we're working or in work, when we're in our car, when we're out shopping, doing marketing. He wants to show up no matter where we are at. And today he wants to show up right where you're at. He wants to show up in your home. He wants your home to be a place where his presence dwells, where his Holy Spirit dwells constantly, where the power and the presence of God is fully tangible 100% of the time, where you know when you walk into the house that the presence of God is there and people can feel it. 
God wants that for your life. And in any situation that you're in right now, God wants to show up in a special way this time of the year. If you're in the hospital, God can show up there. If you're in a nursing home, God can show up there. If you're in prison, God can show up there. If you're in the military on the other side of the earth, God can show up there. God can show up right where you're at, and he wants to do that during this time of the year. And so I encourage you, be expecting be expecting this time of the year because God does things when we expect him to do it. God loves to do things that we expect him to do because it proves his faithfulness to us. It proves how good he is to us. It proves his mercy. It proves his love. And so expect the presence of God during this season. Expect him to show up in your life in an extra special way. I know that God is going to do something great in this season of rejoicing for you. And as you rejoice in the Lord, and as you are aware of his presence, that's basically what this the Lulav did, that they shook all around themselves. It just made them aware of his presence constantly around them. As they shook that Lulav and they became aware that God was with them, and as they lived in their booths in the in the yard, basically, out symbolizing that God had brought them through all the difficult times in their life, symbolizing that God had brought them through all the difficult times that they had they had, had to face. And God has brought you through every difficult time. So today, know that God is with you. It's time to rejoice. It's time to rejoice at what God has done. It's time to thank him. It's time to expect his presence to show up in our homes, in our lives. It's time to expect God's graciousness and his mercy to show up. And it's the beginning of a new year in in the spirit, in the kingdom. It's the beginning of a new year. And so as we celebrate tabernacles, we've gone through this, this time of mourning, and now we're in the time of rejoicing. I encourage you, whatever weight has been holding you back, whatever weight has been keeping you from enjoying life, say to yourself, I don't have to wait till January 1st because it's a new year in the spirit right now. It's a new time in the spirit right now, and I can rejoice right now in what God has done and what God is doing. Begin to rejoice at the presence of God surrounding you and invading your home. And I believe that you are going to have the best year you've ever had. It might look dark out in the world. There might be riots and fights going on. There might be a pandemic running globally. There might be all sorts of things taking place in the world. Threats of economic collapse and threats of famine, threats of all sorts of things. But when you belong to the kingdom of God, can I tell you something today? God is not wringing his hands wondering what's going on. God is not in lack. He does not lack anything. He has the cattle on a thousand hills, the Bible tells us. He paves his streets with gold. And so whatever you have need of, God has for you already prepared. All you have to do is trust him for it and expect it to show up. Expect it to show up. Expect him to show up today in your life in this season of tabernacles and watch what God does. I believe he's going to reveal himself to you in an extra special way and you are about to be blessed beyond anything you could ever imagine. Today, I want to ask you a question. If you don't know the Lord, if you don't know Jesus Christ, is the most important decision you can ever make. 
It's the most important thing you can ever do for yourself. A lot of us do a lot of things for ourselves. We talk about self-care. We talk about how we need to do certain things. We need to take time and let our, our brain unwind and we need to do this or we need to do that for our health. But if you take care of your physical health and you never ever take care of your spirit, you never make provision for your spirit, you're going to regret it because this body is going to pass away one day. If Jesus does not come back in the rapture in our lifetime, your body will pass away and your spirit will be the thing that lives on. And so in order for us to be assured that our eternity, our eternal spirit is on the right path, we have to be right with Jesus Christ. We have to accept him. Today, I want to ask you a question. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ, or if you've been away from him, if you've not had a good relationship with him, you've not been doing the things that you need to do to have that relationship, praying and reading your Bible and, and staying away from sin, I want you to pray this prayer with me, and we're going to believe together. If you believe this prayer in your heart, then we're going to believe today that you have started a great journey with Jesus Christ and he is the Lord of your life. You can say, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I'm a sinner. I confess. And I believe that Jesus is your son and that he died on the cross for my sins and that he rose again. I ask you to wash me in the blood that he shed. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live for you all my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you prayed that prayer today for the first time or the 500th time, I'd love for you to reach out to me, get a hold of me. I'd love to talk with you. I'd love to, to share some things with you and encourage you in your new journey with God. Thank you so much for listening to me today. Thank you today for tuning into this Tabernacle series. And this is the final episode of that series. But I believe that Tabernacles, the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles has a greater meaning to us as Christians, as believers. And as we go into the days and weeks ahead, we can know that God is with us, that God has paid the full price to have us. And that we belong to him. And so nothing that the world has to offer is worth turning our backs on him. And nothing the world brings against us can do anything to us because we belong to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Today I want you to be encouraged. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you. I love you. And I'll talk to you very soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. If you would like to connect with Caleb, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. If you have been encouraged, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Once again, we appreciate you listening to today's episode, and may God bless you as you continue to walk with Him.